It's time for the Bay Area's favorite quiz show, Minds Over Matter, for your Saturday morning with host Dana Rodriguez, accompanied by technical editor Kara Pace and educator Lori Fisher. And now, here's your moderator, Dana Rodriguez. Thank you very much, Damien, and welcome everybody to Minds Over Matter. Hope you're having a lovely Saturday morning, and we also hope you can spare an hour for us because we are an audience particip- participation quiz program. We want your participation naturally, and we'd like you to call in with a question or an answer. Those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134. Again, that's area code 415-841-4134. Or toll-free, yes, we have a toll-free number, 866-798-8255. That is 866-798-8255. We'll be giving you questions on many, many, many different subjects, and we hope you will give us questions on many, many, many different subjects as well. So we look forward to hearing from you. This is a good time to call in. Sometimes we do a little bit crowded toward the end of the show, but we want to hear from you. So please call in as soon as you can, 415-841-4134, or toll-free, 866-798-8255. Just to remind you of our email address, which is mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. That is M-I-N-D-S-O-V-E-R-M-A-T-T-E-R-1. That is the numeral one. Uh, mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. And uh, if you like, Kira's distracting me because it looks like she's going to, she wants me to buy matches from her. Uh, uh, and that's. I think she's you don't like my snuggy look. She's there ghosting you, you in a strange way. Yeah. And uh, in live stream, you can find us at KALW.org. And of course, the podcast should be up reasonably soon after our show tonight. That will be also at KALW.org and many, many other places. But start with KALW. I'm sure they would appreciate that. Okay. All that being said, we will start with a round of introductions and then a round of questions. And here's the first. Like a Waffle House hash brown, Kira Pace is today scattered. <laughs> but at least I'm not scattered and chunked, so and del- but, the, but also delicious, I bet. <laughs> uh, well, Lori Fisher continues his lifelong successful quest not to be nominated for any Oscars. So grateful that, once again, he does not have to prepare an acceptance speech. I don't. And that was for your consideration, everybody. And our moderator, Dana Rodriguez, would like to give a hearty hand clasp to each of our listeners today. And if that puzzles anyone, it's a reference to his favorite scene in one of his favorite films. Yes. And if anybody knows that, they're obviously the level of person that I would want to be friends with. So so we're looking for the hearty hand clasp. Hearty hand clasp. Yes. Okay. And uh, all that being said, we will now start with Kira Pace. I think it's Oscar weekend, right? Uh, next uh, Sunday. Is that next Sunday? Okay, well, that's too bad. Because in honor of Oscar weekend, I have a whole bunch of questions about Pulitzer Prize winning literature. So <laughs> I'm going to give you some lines from a novel that won the Pulitzer Prize for fiction. And I just want you to tell me the title of the novel that won the Pulitzer Prize. So I have some first lines and I have some last lines. So for the first lines, so they none, are, of the, none of these are Oscar related. That was a red herring. It, it, okay. it, an it Oscar was. herring. 
Uh, yeah, um, okay. pretty much. Okay, so the first one, it's a first line, and it is this, Mason City. The second one is also a first line, and it is this, 124 was spiteful. 124 was spiteful. The third one, also a first line, is while I was still in Amsterdam, I dreamed about my mother for the first time in years. While I was still in Amsterdam, I dreamed about my mother for the first time in years. Uh, number four is a first line. I am a spy, a sleeper, a spook, a man of two, two faces. Again, that is, I am a spy, a sleeper, a spook, a man of two... I can't even say that, sorry. A man of two faces. Number five is a final line, and it is this. Taking the pigtail in one of his paws, he pressed it warmly to his wet mustache. Taking the pigtail in one of his paws, he pressed it warmly to his wet mustache. <coughs> uh, number six, and there, there's number six and number seven. So number six is he wrote, so this is what everybody's always talking about. Diablo, if only I'd known, the beauty, the beauty. Again, that is he wrote, so this is what everybody's always been talking about, Diablo, if only I'd known, the beauty, the beauty. And finally, uh, a final line, and the, mo the most recent entry on this list I've given you. She wondered where he had escaped from, how bad it was, and how far he had traveled before he put it behind him. She wondered where he had escaped from, how bad it was, and how far he had traveled before he put it behind him. So I'll see wow. what you know before I reread any of those. Go ahead, Lori. No, I had none jump out. This is, this is the kind of thing that when you said the question, I was going to say, I'm going to know these. And oh, no. I, I, well, I no, even they, added a few clues for some of them. Yeah, there's a little. I have a. I, I'm going to take. This is not a. This is. I want a hint. Uh, is number four the spy is sleeper is smooth? Is that a Philip Roth novel? It's not. No. Okay. All right. Then Dana, I'm turning my guesses over to you while I look at the list there. I thought I. Yeah. I have nothing absolutely definite. Only a couple of guesses. Um, the one I feel best about is Mason City, and I think. I don't remember it being the first line, but I, I know it's in uh, Mason City's in um, All the King's Men. All the King's Men. Uh, Robert, Robert Penn, Penn Warren Penn. won the Pulitzer Prize in 1947, and that is correct. All right, there we go. And uh, the one about the pigtail and the mustache, mm -hmm. is that Confederacy of Dunces by any chance? By John Kennedy O'Toole won oh, the Pulitzer nice. in 1981. Yeah. Are they, are they in chronological order, perchance? My first lines are in chronological order, and then I start over, and uh, the how many, last how, lines are... How many are first lines? Of what's left, uh, because Dana took one first and one last, uh, we have three first lines and two last lines. So I will go ahead and reread them for the audience, and then, Lori, if you have one, by all means, shout it out. Okay. Uh, the first uh, The first lines, we have... 124 was spiteful. The second is, while I was still in Amsterdam, I dreamed about my mother for the first time in years. Number three is, I am a spy, a sleeper, a spook, a man of two faces. 
Uh, number four of what we have left, it's the last line he wrote. So this is what everybody's always talking about. Diablo, if only I'd known the beauty, the beauty. And uh, the last one, also a last line. She wondered where he had escaped from, how bad it was, and how far he had traveled before he put it behind him. I think A Spy, A Sleeper, A Spook, and Two Faces, I think that's The Invisible Man by Ralph Ellison. Is it, it is not. There's not? Okay. Nope. Whoa. I, I suddenly thought I was sure of one. I, I take that back. I take back that certainty. I wasn't trying to be tricky at all. Oh, I know, so no, no, that that would wouldn't have been tricky. That I, I think I won the Pulitzer Prize, but I'm gonna leave it out there for the listeners. All right, leave that out. I just want to remind everybody that uh, they have two choices there. They can call in four one five eight four one four one three four. Or toll-free, 866-798-8255. Or if they like, they can send an email to mindsovermatter1, that's the numeral one, mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. We'd like to hear from you on any of those levels. And in the meantime, Laura, you go ahead. All right. I also have a question that is not Oscar-related, <laughs> in tribute to the Oscars next week, but it is show business-related, and it's about uh, movie stars and television stars. I ran into a little thing about people who appeared on Broadway for the first time who later on became stars, either in TV or movies, in one case, Broadway. I want to know what their original role was on Broadway. So I'll give you, I think there's seven of them, and tell me when they first appeared in Broadway. First one is Sarah Jessica Parker. Number two is Hugh Jackman, later to be Wolfman. Um, Number three is Morgan Freeman. Number four is Diane Keaton. Number five is Audra McDonald, who is the only one who has sort of remained a Broadway star, but I want to know her first show. Number six is Marlon Brando. And seven is Jerry Orbach, who, of course, went on to Law & Order fame. So Sarah Jessica Parker, Hugh Jackman, Morgan Freeman, Diane Keaton, Audra McDonald, Marlon Brando, and Jerry Orbach. What was their first appearance on a Broadway stage? And there's seven I, of them, so if you get three of them or four, we'll see. Go ahead. I can only do one. I don't know okay. if you can do Take more it. than that, Dana. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, do I have to know the role? No. Or, okay, good. Diane Keaton was in hair. Correct. Very good. Yeah. Understudy and then went on stage. 1968. Yeah, I don't even know if her character had a name. She was in Yeah, that's that's why I was... Yeah. No, yeah. you do not. If you, if you know the name, that'll get you an extra bell, uh, depending on Dana. Uh, Dana, how about you? Um, give me the first couple again. Good. Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah she, Jessica Parker was in Annie. Yeah, she was the third star of Annie. Very good. Yeah, right. Next one was Hugh Jackman. And then does the the he he played the the boy from um, well he played Liza Minnelli's gay ex husband. Yeah, uh, the, whose name I can't remember now. But he was the boy from the one boy. More word. From, the boy from Down Under? No, the boy from, <laughs> I don't myth- remember. From Oz. The boy from, from Oz. Oz. Okay. He played Peter Allen. Oh, very good. Right. That's it. All right. So I'll give you the list again. If you know one more, we'll do that. Morgan Freeman. Uh, whoops. We lost Diane Ken. Morgan Freeman, Jerry Orbach, Audra McDonald, and Marlon Brando. First All appearance right. on Broadway. Kara, do you have another? I don't. Okay. We'll leave those All out right. There. Leave that out. And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. I'm in Debbie and Napa. Hi. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. morning. So um, 
Lori, I wanted to tell you I enjoyed your shout-out last week to St. George Spirit in uh, Alameda. Excellent. Yeah, you've been there? You, you've partaken? At my wedding, uh, the party favors were miniature bottles of their Eau de Vie, which is a, a wonderful product. Oh, that's, that's really good to know. Oh, I'm in touch with my former student, and I will tell him. That's, that's really good. I'm actually a PR person, and we were the first uh, PR people St. George ever hired, but this oh, goes terrific. way back. That's, um, that's great. So my uh, non-Oscars question for today is, uh, can you tell me the first black actor to earn two Tony nominations in the same year? Whoa. It's a tough one. You could really have to know your Tonys. Um, it was in 2019 that this person uh, won those two. Is that Tonys. musical or dramatic? Wait, 2019, you said? Yeah. Is it Regina King? It, it's, a, it's a gentleman. Okay. I can tell you, if you need a, a hint, I'm not sure how much it'll help, but uh, I have the name of the two shows. Uh, okay, yeah, what are the names of the two shows? Well, one was Choir Boy, and the other was Ain't Too Proud. Oh, Choir Boy. That's a show about is, the Temptations. Yeah. Is that the one that's, who just played in the last year, the gay the gay kid who goes into the military? Um, Jeremy Pope, that was his name. That's right. Good. Oh, yeah. Very good. Let's give him a bell. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got He's a, a good actor. He's in, yeah, I've seen it in practice. And two nominations in the same year for a play. That's impressive. So I'm, well, I'm impressed that you knew it. All right. Uh, very different vein. Uh, in the city of San Francisco, 55% of parking violations are issued for what? This was just in the Chronicle a few days ago, so you may have seen it. So mm. it, it sounds it's it probably that isn't meter violations so is it parking in in a red yellow or white zone um well you're correct that it's not meter violation um you are incorrect that it's any of those zones san francisco is apparently number one in the state of california for this violation even though we're not even close to being the largest city um what about uh the sort of what's it called like double parking like Uber drivers do when they go and they pick up food no, or people? No. no. How about, how about, how about the hand, handicap zones? 913 of these were supposedly written in 2022. How about being in a handicap zone? Nope. How about not curbing your wheels? Ooh. Oh, that's that, good. That would be a good one and explain why they were number one, but no. Ooh. You're bowed out of... <laughs> oh, my la- how about blocking someone's driveway? Who's not your that you don't that doesn't belong to you? Nope. Blocking a hydrant. I don't think any of you live in San Francisco because if you did, you'd have been inconvenienced by this numerous <laughs> times, and you would probably have racked up any number of these violations yourself. Living in the city is the key. Oh, okay. Well, then it's the garbage trucks. That's right. Street sweeping yeah. citations constitute fifty-five percent of all parking oh. violations yeah. in San Francisco. All righty. Well, one more chance to ring my bell for your answer. <laughs> Love the show. People are bringing All their right. own. Thank you very much. People are bringing Talk their own bells week. now. I don't know. Bye. <laughs>
Bye-bye. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. Uh, we hope you're enjoying the show, and we look forward to hearing from you. Uh, the two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. You can also contact us through email. That is mindsovermatter1, that's the numeral one, at gmail.com. And uh, our panel tonight, that would be Kira Pace, or this morning, Kira Pace, technical editor, uh, Lori Fisher, Diablo Valley College. I'm your moderator, Dana Rodriguez, and you're listening to us on 91.7 FM. That is KALW, your local public radio. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, okay, my turn. Let me give you a couple questions here. All right, which, uh, I, I just found this out this week. Which country's citizens have the most powerful passport? And the, the powerful passport is measured in terms of the ability to visit as many countries as possible without a visa. So what country, what country's citizens have a passport that is the most powerful and that they can visit the most countries in the world without getting a visa? 193. 193 what? Oh, countries. Countries, yes. yeah. Is it, it's not Canada. I, I always think it's going to be Canada and it's never Canada. Is it I, Ireland? It is not Ireland. Okay. Is it the Vatican City? It is not Vatican City. Oh, sure. <laughs> That's usually the country on, on the default. All right. Oh, I is guess it, I should double check. Is it Canada? Not Canada. Okay, yeah. Is it, is it in Europe? European country? I don't think I'm going to say where it is right okay. now. So what country? It's a major country. What country citizens have the most powerful passport, and that is measured in the, in the ability to visit the most countries without getting a visa? How about Switzerland? Not Switzerland. How about Japan? Japan is correct. Oh, Yay. nice. Very good. Yes, 193. Very good. Okay. Um, all right. Let me give you another question then. What is the largest city in California? with a Native American name? What is the one guess each? What is the largest city in California that has a Native American name? Not a Spanish name, a Native American name. Sure, what do you got? I'm not, I'm not. Well, I I definitely have heard about uh, the, the derivation of San Diego, but I don't actually think that's it. Um, Someone, someone will get that. Uh, I'm going to withhold my guess right now. All right. I'm going to think about it too. Okay. So once more, what is the largest city in California with a Native American name? All right. And uh, here's my movie question since somebody else is asking them. Um, I am uh, in a small way. I collect uh, classic movie posters. And so I have a list. I have a question about that. I have the seven most expensive at auction, sold at auction, classic movie posters. So there are seven different films. What are the seven different films whose posters, original posters, sold for the most money? They're I'm all guess- they're all very well known films. American, right? Uh, there is one foreign film, and the rest are American. And again, so these are the seven classic American and one foreign film that sold whose posters, original posters sold for the most at auction. The, the one at the top sold for $700,000. 
So I would so, guess Gone with the Wind might be on there. No, Gone with the Wind no. is not one. Oh. What about Citizen Kane? Citizen Kane is not one either. Uh, I'm, going, I'm, I'm actually more interested in this the foreign film. Like it's, I feel like it's one of three, right? Like it's going to be La Dolce Vita, or it's going to be Rashomon, or it's going to be. Oh, actually, I didn't think of Bergman. One of four. Uh, older than any of those. Yeah, I think okay. it might. Or Metropolis. Think, was yeah, the other I'm thinking one. it's yeah. Metropolis is yeah. number one. Metropolis is the one that sold for seven hundred thousand dollars. Are there any uh, any other silent movies on the list? That is the only silent film. Okay. How about this? So again, about- I have a list of the seven. Uh, Classic movie posters that sold for the most at auction. Metropolis is number one. What are the others? All the others are American films, so you know. Okay, I have I have two close guesses in time. One is The Wizard of Oz. No. And the other is Casablanca. Casablanca is number six. All right. I'll take I'll take my number six. All right. There we go. All right. Leave that out. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over. Uh, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hello, Kira. I've got a, a question for you. Here's a a famous second phrase. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. Of a novel. Okay. Or was it yesterday? That's the second sentence. That's the second phrase of the novel. Is that uh, Mother Died Today, or was it yesterday? Yes. <laughs> nice job. Excellent. That's, of course, The Stranger. Yes. Uh, mother died today, or was it yesterday? Um, and And the third line should be, or see none of the above, just to keep it funny. Here, I've got a question. Actually, this, uh, Neve, I, I'm, I'm glad I got on early, because I want, I want Neve to think, to answer this question. But let me ask you this question. Who is the Egyptian-born inventor of the semiconductor? Oof. I'm sure. I, I, I'm hoping that that Eve met him. Eve could be him. So I, I feel like we should move on, and then like when Eve calls, <laughs> we'll answer the, that because we're not going to get it. The Egyptian-born inventor of the semiconductor, and I want to know he didn't. I heard a great quote by him. It said, he doesn't consider himself to be an engineer. What does he consider himself to be? An artist? No, he he would be great on this show. He said he doesn't consider himself to be an engineer. He considers himself to be a problem solver. Hmm. I'm like, wow, what? that's a great person. It's like... You know, not being stuck in what he majored in or what his expertise is. Like, tell me what the problem is. I'll tell you, you know, like what needs to be done. Well, that's- just a point of point of reference that the semiconductor actually goes back in a crude form a long ways. It goes back to the 19th century. So, uh, really, I don't know if we're talking about. I guess you're talking about what the modern semiconductor, but but uh, the the original prototype of it goes back a long ways. So okay, I bought. I believe you. So uh, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you the guy's name. It's. Uh, I thought Eid was going to answer this. Are you leaving oh, it for right. Eid or no? Let. Okay, so let. I'm sure Eve's chomping at the bit because he's going to tell you how he met him, and how he's a brilliant man. Okay, so I'll get up and let Eve call him with that. All right. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye bye. 
And, all right, we will leave that out. Very well played, Kira. And let's uh, <laughs> just say I've got Ice Ice Baby in my head now because, like, you know, if he has a problem, you all solve it. Like, no. The listeners could just take over the show. We'll take a yeah. break. <laughs> and in the meantime, uh, let's see. Let's go to another call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, talking about the devil. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay, well, I'm really, really happy. You know, you had the pyramid was the tallest building for, for almost 5,000 years before the Eiffel Tower was built. Uh, everything it started, well, started in Egypt language, uh, everything. All right, the name of the man, his name is Muhammad At- Atallah, and actually very similar to my name. My name is Muhammad Eid Abdullah. Uh, what is the difference is the, uh, he discovered MOS. MOS transistor is where you have metal oxide transistors, which is the basic for everything. You could not make ICs, integrated circuit without it, and that's why you can have, you know. Remember, the first computer IBM did was about the size of a small house. Now we can get a laptop the size of a small book. That is that the whole revolution. Given that, I have been, I met Bill Gates many times. He used to come and talk to me. And uh, also Steve Jobs, the late Steve Jobs, used to come all the time with a woman. He already had, you know, he had a problem with women as I did myself, sadly, <laughs> sadly, sadly. All right. But, okay, so let's go back to the show. Uh, so Muhammad Atta discovered the MOS, which, as I said, I actually discovered when I was a kid because they used to make crystal, crystal radios. And you, crystal radio, you need a crystal. I found them when you have copper oxide, when you have uh, the wire get oxidated, act like crystal. People don't know physics, know about that. Okay, so what is what is the origin of the word chemistry? Kemet. Yeah, what is that? Egypt. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Uh, all right, another question. This question I asked you before. For the, it takes light eight minutes to go from surface sun to your to, to Earth. How long? How long does it take to go from the center of the sun, where it is created, in a form of gamma rays? It's several years, right? How many? Several years. Yeah, well, choose a number. One hundred years. Okay, I will shock you all. Average, 70,000 years. It can take up to a million years. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I always like to ask crazy questions because it's really, it's open people. Physics is really beautiful. What Nobel Prize, which, I'm sorry, go just one question very quickly. What subject did the great uh, Einstein get his Nobel Prize on? What subject? Yeah, it wasn't relativity, right? It was not, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. But you know, it was a subject we use every day. Without it, we would not have TVs. We would not have a lot of our things we have right now. Okay, I thought it was math. Wasn't it math? No, not mathematics, wasn't it? Um, it was physics. Um, it was physics. Yeah, the original Nobel Prize in math. But I, no. I, I forget. You should tell us. Okay. Physics, Photoelectric so. effect. Yeah. Photoelectric effect. When, when the light goes on air, some elements, it produces electrons. That's called photoelectric effect. That is what he got his Nobel Prize on. He was a great man. He was definitely was a great man. But he did use a lot of other people's uh, work, like Lawrence uh, Transformation and others. So he really, he was able to gather a lot of mathematics. It was not his own. 
And a German man come to the store. He was putting Einstein down so much, I kicked him out of the store. Yes. <laughs> Have a good day. All was great. All right. Thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We do hope you'll join us here. We would love to hear from you. The two numbers are area code 415-841-4134, 415-841-4134, or toll-free, 866-798-8255. Again, that is 866-798-8255 with a question or answer. Uh, I guess we can quickly run through what is available here. We have a couple of emails, and but I'll wait to hear the questions first. Akira, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, I have given you the uh, lines from novels that have won Pulitzer Prizes for fiction, and I just want you to tell me the title. Uh, we have five left, three first lines and two final lines, and they are, the first is 124 was spiteful. The second is, while I was still in Amsterdam, I dreamed about my mother for the first time in years. The third is, I am a spy, a sleeper, a spook, a man of two two faces. Uh, number four, a last line was, he wrote, so this is what everybody's always talking about, Diablo, if only I'd known the beauty, the beauty. And number five is also a last line. She wondered where he had escaped from, how bad it was, and how far he had traveled before he put it behind him. All right. And Lori? My question is about the uh, Broadway debut of certain stars. And the ones that are left out there are Morgan Freeman, Audra McDonald, Jerry Orbach, and Marlon Brando. Quick question on that. Are they all musicals? Um, no. I'm asking mainly because I would be, because of Morgan Freeman, like if there was a Morgan Freeman musical, I would want to know about it. Well, Morgan Freeman isn't a musical. The one that isn't is Marlon Brando. As far as I know, he did not appear in a musical ever on Broadway. But Morgan Freeman, and that surprised me, in a very well-known musical, by the way. And the Marlon Brando one is is previous to Streetcar. It is, yeah. That, uh, that, that was his star-making one. This was more supporting actor. And it's not I Remember Mama. Was he, was he, he was in that, right? He was in that, and that's the correct answer. Really a good answer. Very good. Okay. 1944. <laughs> I didn't realize he was on Broadway that early. All, All right. right. So Audrey McDonald, Morgan Freeman, and Jerry Orbach are the three that are left. And all musicals. And uh, I have, what is the largest city in California with a, with a Native American name? The largest city, it's the 28th largest city in California, has a Native American name. What is that? And uh, I uh, collect classical movie posters, so I thought I would ask about that. What are the seven classic movie posters that have sold for the most at auction? Um, so far, we have Metropolis. For 700,000 and Casablanca. I don't have a number on Casablanca, but all the rest on the list are American films, quite famous American films. One is a little slightly more of a cult film, but the rest are extremely famous. And uh, so, what are those and classic here, movie have, posters? Here, I have a guess on She Wondered Where He Escaped From. Is it the Colson Whitehead novel? It is. And its yeah. name is. Oh, uh, the. Is that the Underground Railroad? Yes, the Underground okay. Railroad. Because he's won too. He also won for the Nickel Boys. So that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did win yeah. too. Okay. Good. All right. So I have some emails from uh, folks who have been listening, and uh, Sandra suggested Jerry Orbach. Jerry Orbach was uh, um, 
in the Fantastics. Uh, he played El Gallo, but that it's he says that. it was on Broadway, but it was actually off Broadway Fant- too. Fantastics was off Broadway, and I think this was before he was in the Fantastics. Okay, so it's that's not quite right, yeah. uh, but good guess on that. And let's see, Kristen guessed the literature question. The opening line about waking up in Amsterdam is is that from the Goldfinch? By Donna Tart won the Pulitzer in 2014. All right, good job. And I did not mention, sorry, the Colson Whitehead Underground Railroad, he won in 2017, the first of two. And she guessed, um, I'm going to, let's see, one second. I'm going to guess the uh, Sinister 124 as Joan Didion's play as it lays. Is that any really, is that? It is not. Okay, all right. And one more here, uh, obviously extremely bright guy, who suggested on the movie posters King Kong, which is indeed one of the movie posters that is sold for the most. Very good. And also knew that the hearty hand clasp was in W.C. Fields' The Bank Dick. Uh, Yes. The Mr. Skinner, the bank president, gives uh, Egbert Suze, W.C. Fields, a hearty hand clasp which you have to go to YouTube to see to believe, but, but uh, yes, very good. Obviously, uh, obviously a very erudite fellow. <laughs> and all that being said, we will continue with Kira. I think it's your turn. All right. Here's my big Oscar question. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's come up on the show before. Uh, if it has, I apologize. Uh a man who won an Oscar in 1957 for a 1956 work invented a board game that was released later that year. Who was the man? What was the Oscar winning piece? And what was the board game? All right, once more. Sure. A man who won an Oscar in 1957 for a 1956 work invented a board game that was released later that year. Who was the man? What was the Oscar-winning piece, and what was the board game? Is the board game still around today? Yeah. And, and you didn't say what the person won the Oscar for. Is I it? Didn't. Is it a, a behind-the-scenes Oscar? Uh, yes. Is, well, is it? Is it a song? No. Okay, because you said work. I did. Uh, this person does more than what he won the Oscar for. Well, it would invent, be like if, invents games for instance right well no, no no sort of like orson wells he's a writer and director and producer and star you know like he's he's all of them so this this person is this a is this person well known and like a multiple oscar winner type person no no okay. this is his only oscar okay and the and the game's better known than the person perhaps yeah almost certainly and if you told us what the person won the oscar for would i give it away Nah, I'll tell you. It's a best screenplay original. In 57. Seven. So that's Seven. not high noon. It's after that. No. Yeah. yeah. Hey, huh. that's, that's fun. I don't know. Okay. Get and we can out. still we can still buy the board game today. I could go yes, you can. My... Oh, yep. Mini so, and Gen Xer. Can they play it on, spent online? a lot of time on that game. Really? Um, I, I I can't imagine that you can't, but I I don't actually know of it being online. But. Is it a oh no? Is it a word game like in the world of Scrabble, Boggle, it, that no, kind of thing? No. Okay, huh. great question. All right, and let's go to a call. 
Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, is that me? It is you. Go ahead. Oh, it's Matt from Sonoma. Hi, Matt. So on the, the movie, the movie uh, poster questions, is it, could it be uh, Gone with the Wind? It is not Gone with the Wind, no. How about Titanic? Not Titanic. Older. Okay. Well, the, most and of these the, films are, are much older than Titanic. Yeah, I figured that. Yeah, so on the largest city, I can't imagine this is the 28th. Oh, maybe. How about Tehachapi? That's an excellent guess, but no, it's not Tehachapi. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, that's all the answers I have. I do have a question for you, which is I was uh, looking at a periodic table of the elements, and I noticed something. So I was wondering what the following um, chemical elements have in common. You don't have to know anything about chemistry to know this. But what do these elements have in common? Calcium, molybdenum, manganese, cobalt, aluminum, gallium, indium, argon, neon, protactinium, <laughs> and mendelevium. Is, is this something in their two-letter abbreviation? Is that what they have in common? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, can you read through them a little more slowly than that? Okay. Calcium. Yep. Molybdenum. Manganese. Cobalt. Aluminum, gallium, indium, argon, neon, protactinium, and mendelevium. Kara, this sounds like your wheelhouse. Yeah, uh, not mine. Uh, no, they're not. They're not. Are they state abbreviations? I think That's all right. No, I'm sorry. What? That's it. Yeah, they're state. Okay. Oh, good so job. State oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? <laughs> you did. Yeah. And Kira, and Kira did. <laughs> yeah. So, um, also, I have uh, some names of body parts. I'm wondering if you can tell me what they are. Uh-oh. How about the Halux? H-A-L-L-U-X. Oh. Don't know. Oh, that's all right. Go ahead. Give us, give us a couple. I guess it's easier yeah. to do it that way. Uh, Pinna, P-I-N-N-A, Axilla, A-X-I-L-L-A, Philtrum, P-H-Y-L-T-R-U-M, Lunula, L-U-N-U-L-A, Canthus, C-A-N-T-H-U-S, Rasketa, R-A-S-C-E-T-A, and Glabella, Glabella, or Glabella, G-L-A-D-E-L-L-A. Is a hallux, does that thing to do with the foot? Is like a bunion or something? Yeah. The hallux is the big toe. Okay. All right. I knew it was something. The filtrum. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. You can do filtrum. The filtrum is that little line uh, between your nose and your upper lip, the kind of the indentation. The the vertical groove between the bottom of the nose and the upper lip. Yeah. Yeah. And... Is the glabella part of the brain? Is that in the brain? No. no? Well, okay. but you're, it's on that part of the body, though. <laughs> oh, no. It's the, it's the thing that people who have a unibrow do not have. The space between the eyebrows. Oh. All right. Yeah. All right. And actually, I'm surprised you guys don't know that one. That's the uh-huh. armpit. Oh. All right. Well, canthus is that up in the eye area? Yeah, that's the the uh, eyelid. It's of part the of the eye. eyelid, right? Yeah, yeah. The corners of the eyelid. Okay. 
And I, yeah. what, the first one was, what was it, Pinna? Yeah, you, you got Alex. The second one was Pinna, P-I-N-N-A. Pinna. Pinna. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That was one of yeah, Columbus's ships, ship. I think. Yeah. <laughs> the external ear, the visible part of the ear, the outer yeah. ear. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, the restaurant now, the Lanula, I didn't know that. That's the white crescent at the base of the fingernails. You know how a lot of times your fingernails have a, like a white right. area at the base? Yeah. And yes. uh, the, uh, uh, which one didn't you get? Rescota uh, rests. Rest something. The rasketa is the lines on the inside of your wrist. Nice. The I thought that was crime and punishment. Line. That was the <laughs> protagonist. Uh, all right. Thank you so much. Okay. Okay, thanks. Right. Bye. Bye-bye. And Ariel suggests Ukiah as one of the as the city with the largest the largest city with a native american name and it is not ukiah but thank you for that um and uh laurie if you have a reasonably short question go ahead i think this is reasonably short it has to do with two things in the news recently in which um that i'm going to give you some initials and i and i'll give you the category these initials are appearing in and i want to know what the initials stand for (laughs) One, it relates to uh, college athletics, and the initials are N-I-L. They each stand for something else. And one has to do with kind of big-time investment firms, and the thing that has been controversial is their ESG policies. Wait a minute. Are these connected in some way? No, they're not connected in any way. I've just lumped them together as initial questions, and I left one out because I said for short. So N-I-L has something to do with college athletics, and the other one that has nothing to do with college athletics, as far as I know, has to do with investment firms, their ESG policies, which have become controversial. Huh. And both have been both have been in uh, one was in the news literally this. Oh week. wait, I know uh, uh, NIL. Yes, that was in the. You're right. That, uh, that was in the news. Uh, that's because of the you can sell stuff now. Uh, college athletes. Um, what can what they sell? Name. Yes. Name, image, image and, and likeness. likeness yeah. That's it. Name, image, and likeness. So college athletes are now allowed by the NCAA under certain circumstances to sell their name, image, and likeness. Right. And one bell for three things. And the investment firm question, which was more recently in the news, has to do with their ESG policies and whether or not they should be, I guess, regulated. All right. Leave that out, I guess. Okay. And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, um, this is Elaine in San Francisco. Hi. Um, hi. Um, so I found this happening a lot yesterday, so this question came to mind. So who is 20% of the presidents of the United States have this trait com- that they that's a day celebrated in August. They have their own special day celebrated in August, these these types of people. Um, is it left-handed what, people? Yeah, it is. Wait, I knew that'd wait. be too easy for you guys. But... No, wait, so wait, left-handed people? What, what is it? Are, are more born in August than any other month? No, they have their own dedicated um, day in okay. August, left-handed <laughs> people. But um, I think 20% is a pretty high percentage. I think, what is it, 45, 46 presidents? 
Um, it is a pretty, a pretty high percentage, but yeah, the last, uh, there've been se- uh, several in the last, you know, 50 years left-handed presidents. Yeah. Wasn't it, um, Barack and Clinton yeah. and yeah. those are the last two that I can remember. Right. Um, and then, um, one that's sort of off the radar, but, um, Eurovision song contest winner that was the last ho- headliner in Vegas. You mean, the, oh, the Celine that... Dion, Celine Dion. Oh, good. And where did, where did she win that Eurovision um, contest? Well, with... well, she won it for Switzerland. I don't know actually yes. where the competition was that year, but she won it for Switzerland. Yeah, she that's Swiss? correct. And it was actually nope. hosted in that, that competition where she won it was hosted in Ireland, where I happened to be living at the time. So anyway. <laughs> did you get to go then, or was it just televised? Uh, no, I like didn't crazy? get to go. I just listened from home, but right. it, it was just, yeah. Anyway. How does she kids. get to be, uh, represent Switzerland? Is it like the Olympics where she has a home there or something? How does that um, work? I, that's actually a good question, because wasn't she born in Montreal, Canada? And I think so. I think she had some um, lineage to Switzerland, so uh, I don't know. They gave her a pass. Maybe Switzerland just called and asked. Maybe that's all it takes. Maybe if you just call Celine Dion. Do you have to be a citizen of that country in order to perform the song? I I wrongly assumed that you did. Next next up, she'll be representing the Vatican City in Eurovision. Those are my two guys. Really enjoyed the show. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye-bye. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m., uh, feel free to give us a call, 415-841-4134. We would love to hear from you, 415-841-4134, or toll-free, 866-798-8255. Um, yes, so Sandra, let me, let me pull this up. Give me one second here. Uh, Sandra got back and said that Jerry Orbach's uh, Broadway debut was in Carnival. Is it? Is this Carnival's correct? It is not, according to the little biography that he had online. Um, does she have the year? I probably not. Anyway, suppose, uh, wait a minute. I think, or promises, promises, promises. Oh, pro- promises, promises was much later. So promises, okay. promises was sixty eight. This was nineteen fifty five. All right. Okay. And um, all right. Let me give you since we have enough time. I guess I will give you a small question here you uh you recall at the top of the show i asked you what countries uh citizens have the most powerful passport in terms of the countries they can visit without a visa and that was japan uh, 193 so so the follow-up to that is what country citizens have the least powerful passport in other words they have the fewest countries that they can visit without having to get a visa what country is that I'll guess North Korea first. You know, that would be a natural guess. I probably mm-hmm. would have said that myself, but it's not North Korea. Maybe they can't get passports at all. Maybe. Yeah. Kara, what do you have? Uh, Is it fair uh, to assume it's a repressive, what we would consider to be a repressive country? Or Yes, that... you could, it's fair to assume that. Yes. How about uh, like Iraq? Iraq, is, I believe, is number two or number three. So you're pretty close. Uh, but no, it's not number one. So what country is, has, what country citizens have the least powerful passport? In other words, 
they can visit the fewest countries without getting a visa. Is Kira in the right part of the world? In a general way, yeah. Yeah, she's in the right part of the world. And um, let's see. Oh, uh, some, um, Zach guessed Audra McDonald for uh, Ragtime. No, it was before Ragtime. Before Ragtime. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Lori, I have uh, for for is it Carnival or Carnival? I don't actually know how the Broadway play is pronounced. I apologize. Uh, but I have Jerry Orbach uh, being in that in 61 to 63. This was in 1955. Questions. So it's before that. All right. For the Jerry Or- Orbach answer? Yes. Yeah, before that. All right, leave that out. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Are Hello? Hi, you're Hi. on. Is it me? Oh, great. Hi, I, I'm in from Tennessee. I have a question. What do the following three countries have in common? Uh, Colombia, Gabon, and Indonesia. So what do these three countries have in common, Colombia, Gabon, and Indonesia? Yeah. Is it something to do with policy or history? No. Okay. It's not flag-related. No. Um, Can you frame it in some way without giving it away? Okay. I think it's going to be really easy for you. (laughs) Geography. Are they all along the same uh, line of, I guess, latitude? Yeah. Yeah, right. Yes. And what is that? Oh, is it Tropic of, which one is it? It's Tropic of Capricorn. Nope. Cancer? Cancer. Nope. Tropic of Cancer. No. Nope. Nope. Oh. E- equator? The equator. Yes. They're all, oh. the equator it's... goes through all of them. There you go. Okay. Oh, okay. And there's other Great. countries. As well. I thought they were going to be unique, but they're not. Oh, there's yeah, other they're... countries. Yeah. No. No, there's okay. others. That's cool. That's Love why she me. didn't say Ecuador, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> exactly why I didn't say Ecuador. The giveaway. Huh. Yes. Thank you for your show. Oh, thank you. Appreciate the call. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds of the Matter. Hey, it's Bill and Melissa. Hi, Bill. You got, I'm getting a little echo, so you might turn down your radio. Yeah, I just did. Okay. Is that better? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, I'm going to make some quick guesses on things. Um, for Kira's question about the Pulitzer's, 124 was spiteful. Is that Fahrenheit 451? It's not. I can see why you guessed that, but no. Okay. And then the largest city in California with a Native American name, could that be Mendocino? Ooh, that's uh, that's good, but no, it's... I'm not saying Mendocino has nothing to do with a Native American name. It just doesn't have to be the largest city with a Native American name. Got it. Okay. Uh, For the classic movie posters, what about Vertigo? No, older. We're we're talking older 1930s for the most part. Oh. Uh, Let's see. 1930s. Okay. Forget it. Uh, (laughs) are, Are any of Chaplin's films in that group? No, the most of the films left on the list are of the same genre. Uh huh. I, I mean, could does that genre be... happen to? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go sorry. ahead, Kira. I was just going to ask. Uh... Noir? 
Not film noir, no. Is it animation? It is not animation. Are, oh. they, mu- are they musicals? And they are not musicals. Oh. Oh. Right. How about okay. comedies? And well, we can't go down each genre because then I'll... <laughs> yeah. I'm, looking at, I'm looking at the clock, too. You might have to give us... Yeah, a right. Okay. And then, uh, let's see. The I don't know about the, the, the person who won the Oscar, but the game that they invented, could that be Parcheesi? No, not Parcheesi. Okay. Uh, Lori, ESG is environmental, social, and governance. That is true. And it has to do with P... Uh, uh, they're trying to pass legislation that will stop corporations from invest yes. from taking those three things into account: environment, social, and governance policies when they invest, and Correct. just be capitalist yeah. and make money and ignore those things. So that's, that's the latest right. legislation, yes. I think, in Florida. Big surprise. Yeah, yeah big very surprise. good. Yeah. Um, and then Dana, the country where the citizens have the least powerful passport could that be Iran? No, that's an excellent guess, and it's here in the general area, but it is not Iran. Okay. All right. I have a question. Yes. Per the 2020 census, what are the five largest by population metropolitan areas in the United States where the city and the county are coterminous? That is, they are one and the same with no other independent municipalities within them oh is san francisco one then that's number two right is indianapolis one indianapolis has independent cities within its uh county okay Uh, um so only the the county the city and the county are one that and there's nothing there's no other. There are no other towns or cities in that area. Correct uh, in that county. Okay. Huh. I don't know my counties very well. Well, yeah. and it also, but it also doesn't go the other way. Like there are a few counties in New York where only New York City, like a piece of New York City, is right. Yeah. Uh, New York Correct. doesn't qualify because the the boroughs are all considered individual counties. Right, but that technically uh, follows your question. Because it is just one city included in that county, but you mean the city and the county are the same, basically? Yes, the same. Yes, same they are city. one and the same. Okay. And they have the same name. Uh, uh, all right, I'll give you. Know. I'll give you some clues. All right, number. Uh, here's here's some clues. East coast, sort of Midwest, <laughs> South. Hmm. I don't know. Gosh. Uh, is Atlanta its own? Co- it's that's what is it? It's not. Um, How do the counties in Texas work? No. Nobody, Wait. nothing in Texas. Okay. Yeah, they all have, they have their little sub communities. Like yeah, all the big I think of them yeah. suburbs. Yeah. yeah. So there's one city bigger than San Francisco, right? And the rest aren't. Right. So that's Correct. Large. Correct. Yeah. Well, Jacksonville is, but that's a couple, I think. I don't guess yeah, Jacksonville. no, not Jacksonville. Okay. So, uh, all right, here's, uh, I'll, I'll start giving really uh, good clues. Um, Liberty Bell. So Philadelphia. Philadelphia. That's number one. Uh, cowboys and, and horses and... <laughs> 
Cowboys and Horses. That could be a lot of places. Yeah, not Dallas. Cheyenne, Wyoming. Uh, South of that. Oh, Denver? Denver is number three. All right. Uh, Cowboys. And this this one, number four, you might not think of as a county, but in fact it is, and it's uh, not called a county, and it's on oh, so the it's east a, coast. Okay, so it's a is. Oh wait, that makes it Virginia. Common is or uh, is it a com- well, not it's a common? Part, it's part of it's in Virginia. Okay, so Washington D.C. Washington D.C. Yes, Good. yes, and number five is in the south. And it's not called a county. Yeah, is this New Orleans? Oh, a parish. Very nice. Yeah, New Orleans. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. All right. That's five. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yep. And Take care. Thank you. You too. Uh, John suggested the largest California. No, uh, well, excuse me. The largest California city with an indigenous name is Napa. That's not correct. And uh, Nancy suggested that Birth of a Nation, the poster for Birth of a Nation, was the most valuable, and it is not. Uh, and let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. I just like to add that Muhammad Atallah is buried in Atherton, California, so it's really sad. But I'd like to say the biggest punishment for Egyptians when they die in foreign countries to not go back to Egypt. And my wish is to go back to Egypt when I die. Thank you very much. Right. Always a great show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Time to clean up here. Kira, we'll start with you. 124 was spiteful as the opening line of Beloved by Toni Morrison. Right. I'm a spy, a sleeper, a spook, a man of two faces is the opening line to The Sympathizer by Viet Tang Nguyen. Uh, he wrote, so this is what everybody's always talking about. Diablo, if only I'd known the beauty of the beauty. That is the final line of The Brief Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde by uh, Juno Diaz. And the uh, person who invented a board game and won an Academy Award, that is Albert Lamoriste, who uh, won Best Screenplay for The Red Balloon. And oh. the game that he invented was Risk. Oh, wow. okay. Well, that was one of my favorite games as a child. Me too. Yeah. And yes. Um, let's see. I have the Broadway debut of Audra McDonald was Carousel. She actually had a bit part in The Secret Garden the first year, so I would have accepted either one. Jerry Orbach, believe it or not, appeared in the Three Penny Opera in 1955 on Broadway. And Morgan Freeman was in the all-black version of Hello, Down," which surprised me a lot. And okay. that was his Broadway debut. That's it for me. The country with the least powerful passport in terms of being able to visit other countries, that's Afghanistan. Uh, the classic movie posters sold for the most at auction. If anybody have them in your garage, let me know. Um, uh, Metropolis. Dracula, 1931, The Mummy, 1932, uh, King Kong, 1933, Frankenstein, 1931, Casablanca, 1942, and The Black Cat, 1934. Yeah, wow. Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi. It's a good film. Anyway, if we didn't get to your call, I do apologize. My thanks to Kira Pace, technical editor, Laurie Fisher, Davo Valley College, Damien D. Minor, handle board and phones. I've been your moderator, Dana Rodriguez, and we do hope you will join us next Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Have a great week, everybody, and we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Oh, the largest city.